The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is, hey Derek, it's our final episode for 2021. Is it? Wow. Yeah. Man, this year went fast. Well, we're taking the last two weeks because, well, the next last Friday of the month is Christmas Eve. And then the last Friday of the mm. month is New Year's Eve. Who knows what I'm doing work-wise. Mm-hmm. Next week, I'm working six days a week. So we had to move Wookiee Radio from our normal record time to Friday. So this is it. This is 2021 and wrapping up right here. But we're going to go out. We're going to go out with a bang. Clint at October Coast got us last minute because i was still thinking hey we're gonna do a show next week now we're gonna record wookie radio on monday until they work me six and now but he he hooked us up with a great guest and you you watched the the screener he sent us right oh yes we have writer and director eduardo i know i butchered it and i apologize rodriguez <laughs> i am so fried right now we are we are so short staffed at work. Uh, I'm I'm working the candlelight processional crew. I, I think I sent you, Derek, picture of me in the tux. Hate it. Yes. Hate it. I'm not a tux mm-hmm. guy. I'm not a suit guy. Um, I don't. I agree. <laughs> but it's it's been a lot of fun, you know, with the celebrity narrators and everything. It's a lot of work. I'm exhausted. So I I apologize for me bumbling Eduardo's, which I got it right that time, first name <laughs> during the intro. Welcome, Eduardo. And how is everyone doing? Thank you, sir. What an honor being on the on the last show of the year. I didn't know this was the last one for you guys. I, that is a, that is an honor. I did not know it was going to be until like two days ago when my schedule came out. And I'm like, oh wait, this is the last show of the year. Nice. Um, it's got to feel good, man. It does. We we made it through another year, and it. it it was a decent year. We, we, we actually, it's been a great year. Uh, each year just keeps getting better and better. And you know, we, we're going, we're rolling on our way to 10 years. We'll hit 10 years next November. Big party coming sure. up then, huh? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the one time we may do a uh, live episode streaming. You gotta, you gotta, man. 10 years. Um, now, we talked about have I asked Derek if he had seen the screener. Um, you, and you, the listeners, are going, what the hell are you talking about? Eduardo is the writer and director of a movie called The Darkness on the Road. Off the Road, yes. Off the Road. Mm-hmm. I apologize. And uh, I will say, awesome movie. 
Movies. Oh, thank you. Movies thank out you. now. Mm. Coming up on the fourteenth. So the fourteenth. Four more week. days. Yeah. Next oh, Tuesday, unless you uh, unless this is after the fourteenth, then hey, on the fourteenth it came out. Go check it out. <laughs> um, it. How spoiler do you want to get tonight? It's up to you guys. Uh, I'm all up for anything. So you guys want to spoil the whole thing? I've seen it a couple of times. How do you feel, Derek? Oh, I got <laughs> I got questions on this one. Uh, I'm fine. Just you know, make sure we give out a little spoiler warning. Spoiler alert! That was my daughter when she was like four, three or four. Awesome, man. <laughs> so just again. Spoiler alert! If you didn't understand that, oh, spoiler alert! Little Coulson <laughs> from Marvel's Agents of Shield. Um. So there will be spoilers in this episode when we talk about this because I'm sorry I don't I can't talk about this without <laughs> some of my questions. The there's thing. gonna be there's gonna be some spoilers <laughs> with the questions I ask. Um, first question, no spoilers. How what's the movie about, and how did you come up with the idea? Movies about uh, it's a horror movie, and basically it's about this uh, woman taking a trip cross country with her little little daughter and car breaks down like in any any typical horror movie and all of a sudden little girl is gone she disappears and mom freaks out uh where's my daughter and um as she's searching for the little girl this hitchhiker uh, joins her in her search and the weird things are happening uh you, you're never sure if the, if the hitchhiker is, is, uh, is, is, is part of the, the disappearance of the little girl or if she's, uh, she's evil or if she's good or she's trying to help. And, um, and also weird things start happening as she, as she uh, searches for the little girl. So uh, there's this creature on the road and uh, more weird things uh, as she, she tries to find where, where her daughter went. I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to be, hey, Derek, when you do the write-ups, just put in here, not safe for work because of language, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now because this, <laughs> fi- this film, this is a first. Usually we're a family-friendly show, and I keep it family-friendly, but. That's a good thing. This this movie justifies me saying, this film's a mind fuck. <laughs> Point blank, <laughs> and I loved yeah. every single bit of it. Well, I think I, I may have figured it out, and we'll figure, and, and we'll, I'll, I'll know as we keep asking questions. But for, Derek will tell you, for me to come straight out and and swear is it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and that's an honor <laughs> to have that because, like I said, this film is a mind fuck, and it's awesome. Yeah, it kept me guessing through the whole thing. Just when I thought I, I had it going one way, you put such a spin on it. I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Okay. And then by the end of the film, I think I got it. So um, how'd you, how'd you come up with the, with the casting for the film? This is a brilliant cast. I love the cast. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, casting for, for the film was a, was a weird uh, hybrid. Um, Najara, uh, which is the main, the main character in the movie. Uh, she worked before, um, with one of the producers and uh, she came we were doing auditions and uh, David Lawson is the guy uh, the producer that she worked with 
uh, prior to darkness. And uh, she came to the audition and she blew our minds. Like she gave it like 500% on that audition. I think the, the acting, and I don't want to offend her, I think the acting on the on the audition was even better than if that's possible oh, wow. than what she did on the movie. <laughs> She, I mean, and you know how auditions are. You're in a room, sitting in a chair, front bunch of people sitting in front of you, and uh, she was amazing. And then on set, she was a, a pleasure to work with, and she's super talented, super cool. Um, so Najara was the first, the first person that we cast. Uh, then Leah, who is the, the the mysterious hitchhiker, she came attached with the production company. She's the daughter of the owner of the of the production company, okay. and she wants to be an actress. and And, and they wanted to give her a chance to um, to be in her first movie. So she did an so audition. This, this is a debut for her. This is a debut for her. Really? Debut like one hundred percent. Like she's never done anything before. No. Not, not even high school shows, college shows, <laughs> nothing. nothing? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's funny because the, the actresses that, that we were uh, casting to play uh, Siri, they were like, hey, can we see something from Lee? And he's like, no, you can't see nothing from Lee because she's never done anything. So this is going to be her first, <laughs> wow. her first movie. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to say, me, honestly, I've been in the industry for a while, 36 years, mainly doing audio lights, behind the scenes stuff. That's a natural talent you got with her. And for you to have her for her debut, I I would have never thought this was her her debut. Yeah. She yeah. she's yeah. solid. She was really good. Yeah. I mean, she hit her mark, she hit her beats. I mean, she's solid. Don't let her go. Take her Whoa. take her from the production guy. <laughs> there you go for the sequel. Who cares if it's her father? Yeah, hold hold on to her. Yeah. Uh, the little girl was probably the hardest one. Uh, we did so many auditions. Uh, actually, she wasn't our first choice. The first choice was a little girl. She was as good as as our little girl, but uh, but she had more of a look, the look that we wanted, which was this kind of like longly, uh, not I don't want to say creepy, but a little bit off putting uh, girl and. Uh, mm. And um, she could at the end she couldn't make it. Her schedule; she was already busy with other stuff, and she couldn't make it. So, um, so our second choice was just as good, uh, if not better, to deal with. Her mom was a pleasure to work with. To work with, uh, when, when you have a little girl on set, you have to have a, a custodian, a parent, yeah. somebody uh, making sure that the that the kid is fine. And sometimes I make things. I've worked with other kids before, <laughs> and it makes it really hard if the parents are not cooperative or cool. And in this case, she, her mom was, and her dad too. They both were super cool and made our lives um, really easy. And she was amazing. She was probably smarter than than, than all of us uh, put together. And uh, and then there's Johnny Johnny Whitworth. Uh, I worked with him before on a short film that I did a few years ago and uh, we we hit it off and he's a super cool guy. He's crazy as hell, but he's a super cool guy. Uh, now that's the gas station the attendant, right? Was that? That was the gas station attendant. Yes, the gas station guy. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's out there, but if you tune in with him at the same the same wavelength, uh, he's, he's awesome to work with. Mm-hmm. 
grandpa was <laughs> great, great, great cast, creepy, creepy look. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm hoping yeah. he doesn't actually look like that in real life. Hopefully, I, I'm guessing that's a lot of prosthetics. <laughs> yeah. Of a, but, oh my god. Some special effects. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Yeah, that was um, grandpa was just pictures. They sent a bunch of pictures because he doesn't have any dialogue or anything. So it's just a guy who had the, the actor had the right look, and he was he was super cool too. He, we were working all nights cause as, as you saw in the movie. Right. There's no daytime, and uh, and uh, he he was he was a trooper. He put he put up with all the cold and all the madness of uh, Lancaster where we shot. Okay. Now I, I will say when you were talking about um, the young girl, the daughter, um, I'm so glad to hear that you did not end up with stage mom syndrome <laughs> <laughs> stage moms they can be the worst yeah they can be uh, a nightmare that, that's a horror movie on his own mm-hmm. there needs to be a, there needs to be a movie about stage mom you're right a horror you're right <laughs> i'm surprised there hasn't been um I, I'm sure there has been. I, I think stepmom with Kathleen Turner is close. Mm, yeah, but a stage mom. Yeah, that's actually. Oh, uh, I'm that, gonna take note here, man. Maybe, maybe that's my next project. That's a cool <laughs> idea. There you go. <laughs> um, and then you, you were talking about possibly bringing the your uh, composer on for the yeah. film. Music, beautiful. Loved it. Loved the music oh, choices yeah. uh, coming off yes. the CD player in the car. Uh, loved uh, the score for the film. It fit. It these days mm-hmm. it's hard to get that, but I, and I know it could be tough on an independent film. Um, I mean, you could get the right mood. You know, and we've interviewed a lot of independent film creators, and, and the films are great. Music, you know, yeah, I noticed the music, and music was very good. But now uh, you, he he captured it, the essence, and everything perfectly. Uh, I, I'm not going to say Definitely. this is a perfect film, but no, for independent film, you nothing to be ashamed of here. It, this is definitely one I would say. Sure, watch it Christmas Day. It's a good family film. Go. <laughs> watch it New Year's Eve. With the it's a great family, family film. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, it's a. Actually, it'd be interesting. An interesting choice for New Year's Eve. Yeah, it, it would be a good you know, earlier in the day just to you know get the adrenaline going. This will do it. <laughs> it it's definitely. I'm lost for words. It, it's like I said, it, it's good, it, people. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank go, you guys. go. I, I mean, this is one you, you're gonna you're gonna want to watch more than once because you're you're gonna miss stuff the first time, and when you watch it the second time, stuff that you saw the first time, you're gonna miss, and you're gonna revisit revisit that for the first time the third time, <laughs> even though you you it's like, oh, I really love that part. The third time, you're gonna be going, I really love that. Wait, I said that the first time. It, it's just. <laughs> That I still don't know what the hell we did with that movie, so you wrote I'm still trying to understand <laughs> it. It's it's a wonderful <laughs> film. Um Derek, I, I'm gonna let you I, I've had questions for the start. Jump in. <laughs> what was the uh so what was the inspiration for the film? Well, this actually uh it's based on a short film. Uh I also wrote and directed um Many years ago, I'm talking about 2001. That was my thesis film. I went to Tallahassee, uh, Florida Film School, uh, over there, FSU, uh, and that was my my thesis. It was called Daughter, and it's, exa- it's exactly the same premise. This 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 woman wakes up 
in the middle of the night and a little girl is gone and she starts looking uh, around the house for her. Um, but that was a 15-minute short film, so there's not a lot going in the movie in that short except for that, for the mom looking for, for her daughter. And I always wanted to explore more in depth what was going on with that woman and why she did what, what she did. Um, so the movie is actually me just asking questions like you guys are doing right now. Uh, why did she do what she did and how she came about to that situation and the decisions that she made and all of that. That's how I wrote the feature. It was just asking questions about that premise of mom wakes up and daughter is gone. Derek, you're going to like this. So daughter to darkness off the road is your to you is like THX 1138 was for George Lucas. <laughs> not, a, not in a million years. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Well, his started off as a student film that turned into a feature. Yeah. Well, that, that very basic level, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> I shoot the <didn't> <laughs> I'm sure uh, Disney Disney is not going to be buying uh, Darkness of the Road for four billion dollars in, uh, in, <laughs> in twenty years or now. Well, you never know. know. There, you, you look never what know. happened with Blair Witch Project. <laughs> there you go. You're right. Yeah, that's true. So, did did your short film was that as much um, in the same kind of horror vein, or was that just a a simpler kind? No, of story? same horror vein. I mean, that, that's what I like to do horror movies. So. Uh, so yeah, same or uh, probably same, even though the first one was a student level, I think we had a little bit bigger budget compared to the amount of stuff that we had to do on the short film that we had on the movie. So, uh, but I'll say like, if you compare both, about the same amount of resources and uh, and um, it was, the, the short film I'll say was more fun because when you're film school, you're working with all your friends and it's just right. about getting that thing done, no matter how, and you like figuring stuff out as you go. Uh, and I think that's something that, no matter how cool, and we had a really cool crew, and uh, like the DP and the composer, I worked with those guys. The composer, I've known him for 20 years. He actually did the, the music for Daughter, and I've worked oh, wow. with him since. Uh, mm -hmm. And John, the, the DP, I've worked with him for like 15 years now. But that the, your short films, there's something. There's something special when you're doing those short films that you never, you never, you never repeats when you're in a professional world making movies. Maybe because you don't know anything, so that's something that you, you're still a virgin back then uh, making making <laughs> short films. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. So I gotta ask. And plus, it's probably there was probably less pressure with the short film. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, is is the gas station symbolic of that that nether region between earth and heaven yeah it was like a checkpoint i mean uh, okay. okay uh when uh, it was that idea of like when you when you're transitioning from from being alive to being dead uh there's this checkpoint where everybody has to go through uh and uh Kind of like that Egyptian uh, rivers. The, the name escapes my my uh, 
my mind right yeah. now. I think. It, with the with the guy who takes you from one side, from one shore to the other. Um, and uh, so that was kind oh, of like... Uh, a, River Sticks. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yes. Um, that was kind of like the, of the gas station. It's like, that's the first... And actually, there, there were a few more scenes with those guys. We just kind of cut them out because I wanted to do a more surreal movie and the producers wanted to do a more um, grounded uh, in reality, if you if you can do that in this movie uh, type mm-hmm. of story. So there's a few scenes that got cut out with those guys from the gas station. There's, for example, one scene uh, when they're chasing... Oh, there's Luis right there, I think. Um, when they're chasing um, a Siri on the car, uh, they're chasing her all over the road and they're trying to kill her. So there's a little bit more of an interaction between those two guys and uh, and Siri that, that didn't make the final cut. But uh, the idea was that, that they help people transition from one from one side to the other. And joining us now is Louie. How you doing, sir? Hey, how are you? How's it going? Hey, Eduardo, good to see you, everybody. Hey, man, it's been, it's been a little while. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's been forever. How you guys doing? <laughs> doing good. Now, Louie's your composer, yes? He is my composer, and for 20 years now. We were just talking about how much we hated the score. <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> actually no we're actually saying the the music choices and the score was just brilliantly done with this film it, it it's almost a near perfect independent film oh. for a horror film oh wow thank you so much that's that's great to hear it was it was a great pleasure working with eduardo for i don't know how many times but this was great it was really nice to work with him on this one i guess that's that's what we got better through the years so thank you oh you're so welcome um what were well, I asked Louis a couple of questions. Um, what were yeah. some of the challenges you had with the score for the film? Well, I think that the main one was that we, it was pretty much on the same barren kind of territory and it was hollow. So we we kind of had to figure out how to make that emptiness be musical, you know, because I was part of the whole how do we make this barren emptiness into something that is actually you know uh, uh, an environment and then the the blackness happened so everything had to be very very subtle so yeah we 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 kind of think thought of it as a a kind of a landscape the music was doing the landscape of the whole thing well i don't know if you remember luis but uh our first try i think it was a, a little bit of a disaster because i was the idea i did uh with with john we came up with the idea, which is in the movie right now, we're only going to have three main colors. We're going to have blues, we're going to have reds, and we're going to have yellows, and that's it. And when I called Luis the first time, when I told him, let's, let's do this together, I was like, I also want the score to have only tr- three instruments. And I think we tried that, and it was like, man, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all me. That's all on me. I take, I take full responsibility <laughs> for that terrible idea. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... It, I think the whole thing was kind of an exploration on what to do with with that kind of thing. Because, you know, before, Eduardo and I have worked on things that were more obvious, like scores that were more obvious and we can go in that direction. Yeah, but it was a 
kind of an exploration this time. I, I, I love the emotion the music carried when, or, or, or helped fill in when you didn't see the characters on screen. Or it was such a wide shot that it, it was, or yeah, or, or a wide shot where, you know, the characters blending into the night. Um, right. The emotion of everything was, was wonderful. Um, yeah, I remember there's, there's a, there's a, um, when we go from, I think when the turns turn sideways, remember that, Eduardo? Yeah. We were to figure out how we're going to do that transition. So we kind of went cinematic on it and tried to the the, the music to, to change in that very moment. Yeah, the transitions were really kind of cool to work that way. Now, was this a process? See, now I'm going to go full audio engineer here, <laughs> uh, which is my strength. Is Derek I and do. I can, can call back later then. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> did, did you, I'll just be over here. <laughs> did, did you record everything yourself or did you actually hire um, a small small orchestra or the musicians to, to fill in the instrumentation that you needed? No, in, in this in this case, I think we figured out that we had to work with synths and samples so we can make it more of a, like we're talking about more of like a, like a, uh, I don't know, it, 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 we didn't want it to be that, that the usual type thing. Not that you cannot do things with, you know, real instrument, but synth was kind of like okay. the idea of the whole thing going. So you pretty much did everything yourself and layered everything yeah. on top of yeah. each other. Well, I got to give props to, to Luis because, yes, he did everything, but I the the Moonlight Sonata oh, yeah, that's true, Eduardo, that you hear, yeah. I was like, man, this is not sounding right. This is not, yeah. I know it's, it's electronic, but this doesn't sound like the real deal. Because yeah, I had true. this the Moonlight Sonata in my head from a real uh, pianist uh concert and i was like man and he i think i bothered him so much that he went ahead and recorded the real the real deal the real pianos isn't that right yeah that's that's exactly what happened eduardo you were right and we had to do the real deal and <laughs> I, I found a really uh, concert pianist uh and we went to the studio and we recorded the whole thing and it was a really good experience because you can tell once we go with the director idea and we actually put the real piano, it just was perfect. It was really perfect. Now, now again, I'm going to be techy on you. <laughs> what, when you record your music, uh, what software do you use for, for, and I, and I asked for, not just for my own curiosity, because I'm a sucker for, for audio software, but yeah. you know, for our list, you know, some of our listeners who may, you know, doing music composition, music scoring, um, this, maybe this is something they want to get into and they, they could get an idea of what type of software to use. Well, I started with logic pro back in the day. I don't know, maybe the first one. Okay. And I kept, I kept, I've, I've been using Logic Pro since, so I've been, I think I've run through every single different uh, version of it. And the wonderful thing about technology is that there is so much stuff that you can get from from softwares and samples that, you know, it just makes it a lot easier. So, yes, I do a, a use a bunch of samples. Okay. And uh, it's mainly the, the contact library, but they have so many that it's really endless. Like when, when Eduardo said, we're going to go this way, I'm like, okay, we're, <laughs> this is going to be a, a process of selection because uh, it's limitless what you can get from, from software nowadays. So by using Logic, you're, you're currently a Mac user. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I've been a Mac user forever. 
Ever. I won the first big audio software purchases I bought in my younger days. Uh, I had the last version of Logic for PC before they went Mac only. Oh, wow. That's so, pretty neat. Uh, but right now, we're working. Uh, Derek and I both use to record. Uh, we use uh, Studio One. I've never heard of Personas, okay, which is a, which is a, a very good program as well. And you, and I know it's PC wise, it, it's becoming a, a popular program. But I believe it's also available on on Mac as well. Mac, all right. So, um, are they sponsors? No, <laughs> no, we, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Um, they should be. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, did you, Lewis? Did you spend any time on set to get an idea of what was going on to to help um, with your direction? No. So you- Actually, you know, at the time that happened, I, I would have loved to. I would have loved to, but no. At the time that that happened, I was living in Houston, Texas. So we, when Eduardo was doing the uh, the production, I guess I was I wasn't there available at all to to go. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is like we've worked for so long now. Um, that we don't really have to talk that much. I mean, I, I think we talk about those three instruments, which was a terrible idea of mine. And that's about it. Like I just, the last few movies, I've just told Louise, hey man, here's the movie, uh, do whatever you want. Uh, at, at some point, and the same thing happens with, with my DP with John, at some point you collaborated for so long that, and that's why I keep these guys around because they make me look good and I don't have to, spend hours explaining to them, hey, I like this, I don't like this, don't do this, do that. Yeah. So they make my life so much easier. So uh, so you they, so you could be silly with them and go, I want this to be more fuchsia. And they know exactly, exactly. what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> Even though you're joking. <laughs> they know exactly they what you're talking cursing about. cursing my name. Maybe they are, but he's behind my back. So <laughs> yeah. so, there you uh, go, yeah. <laughs> So, so Lewis, how many voodoo dolls do you have of Eduardo? <laughs> I, I use. I, <laughs> he goes through a couple of those every movie, probably. <laughs> no, it's quite, quite the opposite. Even when we when we're done, kind of done with the score, and he sends the notes, he's so specific about it that it, even that process, it makes it really, really simple. So it's it's the whole process of doing something with Eduardo is just. You know, it's we, we. It almost seems like we shouldn't be paying because we had so much fun. We really have a lot of fun by by doing every single film. So it's 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 really easy to work with him. That's always a good thing to hear. So far, what's been the uh, the reaction to the film that you're aware of? We haven't had that because the movie hasn't come out yet. So it's basically been like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I guess I, I, she's a little biased. On, on, I can see that. <laughs> uh, but well, as long as she liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we had a couple of uh, test screenings. And I remember like being so depressed after the first, the first set test screening went horribly wrong. That was a horror movie on its oh. own. Every single person who came to that to that test screen and hated the movie, like hated it. Like, why did you make this movie? You uh-huh. should never make another movie again. Uh, there was that one guy who was like, oh, you like torturing your audience. And I'm like, no, dude, I do this just for entertainment. I don't like torturing anybody. <laughs> uh, 
That must have been an audience full of millennial Star Wars fans. <laughs> I think it was people who didn't mm-hmm. like horror movies because it was another another person said, "Oh, you should take out all the horror out of it and just leave it to be a drama and just make it a drama." And I'm like, well, "Sure, but that's not the movie I wanted to make." Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but that was that was a tough one because I remember, uh, come, uh, but the the editor was there. Uh, Carrie Williams, who also went to FSU to film school with me, and uh, we both look at each other and we're like, "Oh, dude, we're in trouble." <laughs> People mm-hmm. hated it. You know, that's about it. I, we haven't had that many more uh, experiences because of the movie hasn't okay. come out yet. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're kind of the first set of critics, Derek. Yes, absolutely. I really appreciate that you guys uh, that you guys like it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, good feedback. Uh, I, I don't know what those people were thinking. I can see it now. The poster's going to say, "Weeby Geek says it's a total mind fuck." <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Um, no, see, you, you say horror to me. I say psychological thriller mm. because because it is. Um, Eric, do you mind if I just go right to the point of where I want to go? Go for so, it. Yeah. The hitchhiker mm-hmm. is a persona of the mom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So she, so everything that the hitchhiker saying, "Oh, I was a mom," is basically her. That that's her conscience, almost being like a Jiminy Cricket, saying, "This is what you got to do." Yes, I mean, I always thought as a like almost as a split personality. Like there's that. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's like you're conscious. Yeah. You're you're right. It's like you kind of like you're. You're the, the 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 side of you who who wish would have done things differently, if you want to put it that way. I think that's what the hitchhiker is. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So after that first twist, that that first swerve you put in, there was something that brought me back to that thought. So I was starting to go that way a little bit between the two. Then you put in that little spin with the hitchhiker with Iris, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, okay. And then what brought me back to it was the iPhone with the pictures and she's questioning. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. And then I realized, and then before you showed the picture in the window where it's backwards, uh-huh. where Siri spelled oh, yeah. Iris. Right. Like, Iris. Right. I, I realized, wait, Siri. I, oh, okay. The clues were there. <laughs> I caught the clues and I Good, man. still, and I still, fell for every trick that you threw out there and I loved every minute of it even though I knew starting yeah, to figure out what was going on it's like I, I still sat back and enjoyed the ride awesome man. so I, I am glad to know I was I was right there I don't know if you were going that same route or thinking the same thing but I was right I, I'm i I'm digging it at what point were you sure that she was the same person the iPhone the phone the iPhone pictures on the mm-hmm. phone yeah, yeah. I would that, say that, yeah. that was, yeah. And, and when the and when the daughter is going, oh, she's nice. I was waiting for her to say, "But mommy, that's you." Yeah, I was in the movie. I, <laughs> I was waiting for yeah. that. I was waiting for that when she was interrogating her about the about the pictures. Like, mommy, that's you. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for it. I'm, yeah, and I'm so I'm, glad I you was, did not give it to me. Yeah, I was glad you didn't. That wasn't in there. That's why she has. That's why she has that line, "Mom, you're scaring me," because she's seen that, "Mom, it's, that's you." That's that's what 
substitutes right. that line yeah. so you don't give it away, but it's like the little girl's like, what are you talking about? That's you. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I, cause the, the first swerve I had is when the, when the daughter disappeared, I'm like, wait, the hitchhiker's the daughter Oh, is where I went for that's that was the initial swerve. I went, I'm like, I was, I was on the right path. And then all of a sudden, wait, no hitchhiker's the daughter. Okay. See, I went the opposite way at one point. I thought that, that, that Siri was Iris's daughter at one point. Oh, wow. Why do you think that? Uh, that's interesting. I never thought of that. Maybe the costume yeah, choice. Maybe, well. Costume and hair choice. It, it could have done it for know, me. Not, I'm not exactly Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm not exactly sure at the moment. I had it. How did I come to that? I'm not sure. Mm. See, you talk to that us. That is interesting. Talk to us and you come up with. But you, it you was. Get, you get things that you didn't think you put into your film. Yeah, absolutely. That happens <laughs> actually. That that happens all the time. That's why I don't like to like tie all the all, all the knots and, and and make it all tidy because I, I I'd rather have the audience come up with their own conclusions and uh, and uh, and have their own experience because everybody sees it. it. No matter how clear you try to be, everybody sees the movie differently. Well, well it seems like too, Derek. Yeah, and I, I like that. Seems like too. Derek and I got the swerve about the same spot. Mm-hmm. It's just we went two totally different directions. And I think Luis, didn't you make some score for one of them or something like that? I know we tried also to emphasize that with the music. Didn't one of them had like a theme or something like that? Or am I making yeah. that up? We we had a theme, and uh, I think it went from being in sort of voices to going into the cello. And I think the point of the cello was to make it like. Put that clue in there that we're repeating the same thing over, but with a different tone. So it kind of like, you know, leads your mind into what what is really happening without telling it, without giving it away. Yeah, that's, I remember that. That's right. That's right. So it'll work at different levels. Like if you pay attention to the score every time that she shows up. Yeah. There's, there's something, there's an element on the score that tells, okay, well, this is the same. This right. is the same person. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The, the mother of the of the of the film is uh, a distortion of that of that main thing because you know you you get to hear it you become familiar with it and the distortion is kind of almost you don't really hear it but it is part of it too so everything was connected in sort of a weird way it's like like that situation we tried three different instruments we just tried three different approach to the same theme and uh, that worked really well. Okay, so my next question: the uh, the creatures, so to speak. Yeah, those are series de- inner demons. Uh, creatures. That's, uh, actually, that's yes. I'm gonna say yes because that's better than my. <laughs> than my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought because of is that landscape where they're crossing between the the the, the living and the, and the dead. Those are just demons or whatever that that inhabit that that world uh more than just being directly related to to siri or to iris they just inhabit that landscape okay the road but i like your idea better so i'll say that yes (laughs) there you go (laughs) that works there is actually a creature that completely got cut out of a movie uh it was yeah the guy at the gas station uh, the clerk at the gas station, when he shows up, uh, in the he didn't make the cut, but the final cut, 
But when he shows up for the first time, he's carrying this weird creature, this demon-like creature, and he like rips the guts out of the of the creature, and she's looking at him like, what the? And he's like nonchalant, like he just does that, toss the thing away. Uh, it's kind of like the size of a dog. Uh, and he just asks her like, what, what, are, what do you need? Um, and that got cut out because again, that balance that I was trying to find with the producers of like making the movie more um, more grounded in reality and not so surreal and with so many creatures. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's another creature. The original script, we had a, lo- a bunch of crazy, crazy stuff uh, that is not in the movie anymore. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this hmm. question and it's going to go two, two different ways. Eduardo, your favorite moment in the film. Louis, or Louis, your favorite moment with the film musically. Louis goes first. Yeah, my favorite and I, I, I just loved how that happens in the movie when the you can see the guard going into the into the storm. I love that moment. And I was like, this is the perfect thing for me to do something that actually transition. And that was I, I think out of the ending might be close to it, but that moment I really love in the movie. Okay. Uh, razor blades. Oh, I'll yeah. put the razor blades on on, on any reel. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That that part was crazy. Yeah, that's my that was the, the fun, the most fun to shoot, the most fun to edit, the most fun everything in that in that movie, that razor blade scene. Yeah, I did have that. Fun. That part that part made me think, start wondering if it was just all in her head or what. Yeah, because it's a dream within a dream, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was. Maybe. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's what I loved about about the movie. I kept through the whole thing. I kept seeing, I kept thinking about it in different ways, and and uh, different thoughts were coming to my mind. And I, and it was just, that just made it so much fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. Now, on another note, what what was the most difficult part for each of you guys? Now you go first, Eduardo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the ending, but to get to the right thing that Eduardo was hearing in his head, we, it, t- it took a while because he wanted to go from dark to clarity and that that it, we wanted to be musical, but not too much. So we don't lose a sense of where we were. And that was really, really difficult, really difficult for me. But I, at the end, I think it came out really well. Again, we brought the cello back and all that. But it was it was hard. I gotta say. I, I got just quickly. I want to ask Louis: Is it really scary in Eduardo's head? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I actually nailed it, I scared myself too. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually all happy thoughts in my head. I just put them all out there in the movies. That's- but with razor blades. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the that's most you, difficult. That's how you purge the bad thoughts. <laughs> exactly. That. That's how I, I. That's all. The all my stress goes on, goes on the scripts, and then I'm a, I'm a happy man. Uh, <laughs> the most difficult. I'll say I don't think there was a most difficult scene per se, 
but I think the whole shoot was really difficult because it was all night shoot. Uh, we only have we shot the whole thing in eighteen days. Oh wow! So so oh, we wow. have very, very very little time. And the problem with night shoots, as, as you guys as you guys know, is like when the sun the sun comes up. There's no overtime. There's no let me get the next take. Let me no. It's over. So we'll go home because there's no more darkness. Um, so that made it really hard because we have very the, the hours were really counted uh, to 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 shoot the whole movie, and um, and it was crazy cold. It was uh, we shot it here in Lancaster, and that's pretty much desert. So nighttime, it was twenties, uh, and 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 yeah, I think there was there was a night there was one night there was like. 10 degrees and it, wow. it got really we were all like covered like it, uh, almost as it was snowing you can only see our eyes wow. uh, so the the shoot itself was was difficult because it was really cold and we were in the, we were actually in the middle of nowhere that's not the visual effect that's there's nothing around that road it was just a road that they never finished it's a road that goes nowhere so the city just gave it oh, to, wow. to us and it's like hey you guys want to shoot here we don't care nobody can go anywhere Oh, wow! Mm-hmm. So you can park the car and just leave it there and not have to worry about yeah, trying to. That's re- what we did. We put all the trucks. Yep, that's exactly what we did. We put the trucks there. We put the car there, and we'll come every night and shoot. Wow. Um, was this filmed during the pandemic, or did you film this, no, this prior to? Okay, before the pandemic, we got lucky. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta ask the one shot where you're coming down onto the roof of the car, drone shot, right? That's actually a visual effect uh, because we didn't have enough lights to light the whole road. So we shot that car. The car that you see on that drone, it is a drone shot, but uh, we basically, what we have is a drone shot of a car during the day. Then we color correct it to make it look like it was night. And then the road and the desert and the clouds and all of that, that's all digital. Okay. So it is a combination because we just couldn't shoot it at night because we couldn't like that 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 gotcha. big of an area mm-hmm. impressive i i wouldn't have thought about that that's why I, i'm an audio guy not a video guy <laughs> or but I, I love that shot it looked amazing yeah it came out really cool yeah, i'm happy yeah, with that cool. shot mm-hmm. thanks that's actually our post supervisor who did that shot because again we we, we have such a low budget that we couldn't really hire a visual effects company so we hire a guy who did all the creature shots because i was a little bit more involved um, right but the, the other the all the other shots with the lighting in and, and all that stuff that was the post supervisor was like oh i know after effects i can do this and i'm like yeah go for it man because <laughs> we can afford a post house anyway so you, you don't i'm sure you guys probably don't hear this a lot with independent film projects um, especially louis is there a chance that you may release the music to this film? It's like a soundtrack. Actually, the music is already. I released the the, the score about three months ago. But yeah, we have to we have to make sure that people know that uh-huh. it's already released on uh, everywhere, uh, iTunes and Spotify. So yeah, the score is available. Just uh, look for the darkness of the road, and the whole score is there. I'm going to have to do that because yeah, I, yeah. I love the score. It, well, thank it's, you. It's, uh, as we talked about earlier, I mean, it was near perfect. I mean, to me, for independent 
horror film, psychological thriller. I, I'm sure there are things you guys are thinking could be improved. Um, me personally, I don't know what could be improved, but I'm sure there is. But I, I would say this is it's an excellent film, and for me, always striving for that perfect mix when I'm when I'm mixing, knowing I will never hit perfection. Excellent is my perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an excellent film. It is the you. highest rating I yeah. can give it. And, and that's why I say it's, it's near perfection and, and it's, guys. it's gorgeous. I love the tale. I love the, mm. it, it's. Yeah. I got to give props to John. He's not, he was going to join us today, but he's, uh, he actually just texted me that he's, uh, he's not going to be able to make it, but the DP he's, he's, I mean, musical wise, I got, I got Luis. I don't have to worry about that department. And John is on the visuals. I don't have to worry about that. He's he's super talented. He's super easy to work with. And uh, I think for this for this film, our whole uh, conversation was okay. We only want to have these three colors: blue, red, and yellow. And then he grabbed this uh, uh, this uh, Barbie doll car. He put a couple of Barbie dolls in the car. He lit it blue and yellow and red and i was like yes that's perfect and that was it that was the look of our movie um so i that's how much i trust uh john with the with the look of our movie we, we don't really have to talk about it that much and uh and i think he nailed it on on darkness derek any final questions i can't i i'm at that point i can't think of anything else um I, I got my important stuff answered. That was right. I was right. <laughs> cubes. Anybody has any questions? Because I don't know what the cubes are. So maybe you can tell me. Uh, the the only the only thing I was wondering about is uh, so what happened to the car after the film was done? Oh, that got that's funny. The producer, one of the producers, uh, wanted to keep it, and uh, because we had all that milk and all that corn syrup from the blood it oh, yeah. like it got rotten like I think they had to oh. like burn it uh, because after we were done they put it on uh, on storage and when they went to try to get it to clean oh. it up and it was just rotten oh. so uh, that's the story I heard no. so. oh. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm going to do Derek what we've been doing recently with interviews. I'm going to flip flip the tables and let them ask questions to us. Okay, Luis. Oh, that's a tough one. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes the interview so much fun. Oh, well, does that have to be about the movie? Because I was going to ask you how long have you been doing this show? Because it's really cool, man. We're really, I'm really enjoying it. This, this show oh, we've been doing, uh, I've been doing, uh, uh-huh since 2012 so nine years oh wow cool man and derek's been with me about six of that uh-huh i think yeah about six yeah that's nice that's nice it is a, it is a super cool show i'm gonna be selfish and i'm gonna ask you a question about the movie because i'm a director so i'm selfish <laughs> like that uh so i know you guys really enjoy the movie but if there's anything you could change to make it scarier or clearer or more fun or less boring, why, why would you change? Was there anything that you felt like, oh man, I wish this was, or this would have paid off differently? I think after Iris talks about her daughter, mm-hmm. 
maybe we see a manifestation of her daughter where where Siri instead of manifesting Iris oh wow gives a split personality to the daughter uh-huh that's a cool idea for mm-hmm. for just for a scene it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be mm-hmm. any more but just a scene and then gone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then you move on to the next uh-huh. yeah that's a really cool idea yeah that's actually cool Derek Hmm. That's a tough question. Um, I mean, if you liked it the way it is, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if, uh, yeah, yeah, if there's on, anything. Honestly, uh, I can't really think of anything too much that, that offhand that I would See, I, I like, want to add. I liked it as it is, but awesome. I mean, if yeah. I, you're, you know, since you posed the question, if I was to add anything. Mm-hmm. That'd be something, but I don't know if that would actually help or hurt the film. What I you, think it's a good what, idea. What you did was, like I said, near perfect. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I, really, I really can't think of anything to change. I'm definitely going to call you before I write the script for the sequel. <laughs> Pick your brains a little bit and get some, get some cool ideas. Yeah. We would be happy to help. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Any other questions? So this is pretty good so far. <laughs> I mean, we've had good questions in the past, but wait. Luis, any more questions? I was thinking about it. No, I don't think I have another one. Because now you, I got, I feel like I didn't need to ask a question about the film, but I don't want to. I don't want to give away my beautiful score. <laughs> Just, I don't want to. <laughs> I I want to leave it as it is and leave with these great words. <laughs> I, I thought the polka at the gas station was brilliant choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how mm. Mac Genius uh, Luis is. And, and the mariachi overture at the very end. <laughs> oh, for the credits? Yeah, that was my favorite one, too. <laughs> yeah. So, Louis says he has no more questions. Eduardo, you have any other questions? Um, yes. Uh, I wanna, uh, what, what do you guys think about Because The Cubes was a direct translation from the short film. Uh, that's exactly how the short film ends. Um, but I've never been like, I, I always wonder, since you guys are my, my first real test audience, What's your interpretation of those cubes? What do you think they meant? I so what they are. I um to me it looked like it, it looked like um everybody's own kind of personal version of their own hell. Mm. I I saw them. I guess it would be that I saw them as each person's like Pandora's box. Like you trapped in there. Yeah, and you have to live with all the. Stuff that you did in your life is that kind of yeah you, yeah you thought it was right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like okay. a like a reverse Pandora's box uh-huh. instead of you instead of it's a danger to open it mm-hmm. it is it, it's, it's more dangerous being in it in it uh huh okay cool so okay where can people find you guys online. Uh, it doesn't matter who starts first. <laughs> I don't know where they can find me online. I don't have that. I got. I have Facebook. I I'm on school. I don't have that many uh, Instagrams or t- 
Twitters and all of those. They got Facebook. They can find me on Facebook. But it's blank. So they're not going <laughs> to see a lot. <laughs> Eduardo hasn't updated Facebook since I met him, probably. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Louis? Uh, you can find my stuff. It's on. Uh, I used to have a website, but the traffic was not happening. Pretty much it's Instagram and Facebook, and it's Luis Ascanio Composer. So my name and add Composer to it. And I have an Instagram and I have a Facebook. And also, if you look for Luis Ascanio, you'll find it on, on iTunes and Spotify, all the other scores that I've done for Eduardo, they're all there. It's really, really neat. So actually, what I made it this, like I said, I made, I made it this past summer, maybe, or a little bit before, and putting all of it together and putting it on, a, on, the, on iTunes as a library, it was really awesome to see what all that we've done together. It was really, really kind of cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for, for joining us. Uh, like I said, this is our final episode of 2021. Um, me personally, I want to thank all our listeners for, for such a great year. Uh, it was a blast. Um, looking forward to 2022, uh, especially being, I think this year I was a little bit more open about work life a little bit of what's going on at work because mm, it, it's been that crazy. And I've had a lot of big milestones and achievements happen this year. So been a little bit more of an open book this year than I have in, in past years. And uh, so, yeah, I want to thank everyone um, on Instagram. If if the show gets out on time, <laughs> uh, we are running a contest on Instagram. If not, we ran a contest on Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> so hopefully y'all entered and uh, Derek, any final thoughts for the, for the, for this year to close out 2021? Uh, just everybody be safe out there and uh, enjoy you know, if you're if you're gonna see your families and everything, have a good time and uh, happy New Year. So from us to you, and I, I think I will be speaking for everyone on tonight: Derek, Eduardo, Louie. From us to you, have a Merry Christmas, have a safe New Year, and Derek and I, we will see y'all in January of 2021. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, happy holidays. Uh, The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.